This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we are jumping off an hour two of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here with you until 4 o'clock. And we'll hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network for play-by-play action at 6 o'clock with Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. Herb Tyler alongside, a.k.a. Herb Teasy. And, Herb, I got to tell you, man, I'm loving this weather, and here's why. Oh, yeah. Because this is great. <clears throat> Sit by a fire, make some s'mores, um, and watch the game tonight. Weather. It's perfect. And that's what me exactly what me and my kids are going to do. I think that sounds great. Uh, I'm not a s'mores guy. For um, I don't like the, the, the super sweet taste of it. Like, I don't really like things super sweet. But my wife is, that's right up her alley. So um, you may have a visitor. I'll let them know that y'all make it s'mores tonight. Um, well, the that trick is, cool, man. That's a great the, remedy time. Is, the remedy is that if you don't like it super sweet, you buy the really enriched dark chocolate. Okay, It's not as sweet as the regular Hershey's chocolate. Hmm. So that's the way I've kind of gotten around it. And um, my kids don't like it as much because it's not as, of course, you know, kids, they want, they want if they could, if they could funnel sugar or mainline sugar directly into their <laughs> body, they would. Um, they they would make it happen. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did it because it was, I guess, I don't know. It was my way of not making it as sweet. Cause I'm like you, I don't really want it as sweet. And I, I gotta tell you, I, if I have one s'more, that's enough. I can't have some more of s'mores. <laughs> now, now you see that that's I don't if I don't have any, that's enough for me to be honest with you. I, you know, if I'm a, look, if I'm gonna do any kind of candy or something like that, a chocolate, I like my like my Hershey's Kisses. Okay, I won't go. I'll stick with the yeah. Hershey's Kisses all day. Now, if I want to, you know, stretch it a little bit, I'll go with a Reese's Pieces cup or Reese's cup, shall I say? And uh, those are pretty good too. So. But as far as the weather is concerned, this is great, beautiful weather. I love it, man. It's it is awesome. I don't even we don't even have the AC on here. The, the heater's not on or nothing, and it's very comfortable inside. And um, you know, it, it, and I got to cut the grass later. So right before after the show, before the game, I'm gonna go cut the grass, and it's gonna be a wonderful day. I might go out there with some shorts on and a, and a tank top. I don't know yet. Shorts, a shorts and a tank top. This is what we're relegated to, though, Herb. This is. Because the LSU is so irrelevant at four and four, taking on number two Alabama, we're talking about cutting grass and <laughs> s'mores and our favorite candy. That's just hey, you brought it up. I'm just following your lead, baby. We're gonna make it happen. No, one no, way or another, I know. Right? I, no, no, I know. I'm just saying it just goes to show you how 
sad this LSU program is when we're talking about s'mores and cutting the grass and a tank top and shorts. Here's the thing. This is where we are, with the, in my opinion, with the LSU program, right? I think we're at the almost the lowest low that we could be, and we're still 4-4. Four and four. We're not yeah. like It's not like we're 0-8, right? We still got some really great talent on the team. I think we still will retain some of the three or four of the very best coaches we have on the team, on the staff. And then I think that we have a great offense, uh, not offense, I'm sorry, um, athletic director, and, and Scott Woodward, who I think is going to bring in the very best option that he has, right? And then that's going to be the right fit also for LSU. And I just see this. This may be the you know the valley, uh, you know the bottom of the valley, if you will. But at some point here, coming soon, I guarantee it. Once he makes that announcement with the coach, I think it's going to electrify the fan base. It's going to electrify uh, the staff, the players, and everybody else. And I think it's going to really make a. Uh, um, uh, we're going to be making a statement in the next couple of years, and we're going to be climbing back up that mountaintop. I promise. Listen, that's all well and good, but I, I live in the present right now. It's hard <laughs> to see the, the future uh, just because of how bad it is, the, the present for LSU. And, yes, Herb, you know me well. I am cynical. Yep. I am mm-hmm. Debbie Downer when it comes to this program. I fully okay. acknowledge that. While you yep. are the – eternal optimist about this program. Um, I, I, I can't wait for that hire to happen. I just don't – I can't understand her – I still don't understand why Coach O is still on the sidelines. I don't get it. I've heard it's a buyout thing. I don't know if I believe that. I also heard, oh, well, you know, Coach O's got dirt on people in that, in that program. Well, get the dirt out. Maybe the dirt is going to help that program. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, you want to cleanse it, right? Bad. It needs to be, yeah, I mean, if it's that bad, it needs to be unearthed so they're not covering things up again. Yeah, it, you know, I think, to you know, to be frank and honest with you, I don't, I can't tell you exactly why he's on the sideline still, um, but he is. And it, it almost seems like him being there is draining everything out of the whole program. But I, I, but I yeah. can't say that for sure because I'm not there in the hallways. I'm not walking the hallways. I'm not in the meetings. I'm not doing any of that stuff. But I could I could feel that. Now, what is the reason for keeping him there? I, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm glad Scott made the decision a couple of weeks ago to make you know to announce the fact that you know hey, it's time to move on. We really appreciate Coach O. He's done a lot for us. But he's willing to retain his position and stay here until the end of the season, you know, and, and I, I think maybe, you know, and this is just me speculating. I, I can only assume that, you know, Scott was thinking that, well, maybe if he stays, he can continue to help with recruiting. He can continue to help uh, with whatever, you know, path or plan that they had at the beginning of the year. But, it, you know, it just feels weird. It feels different. doesn't feel good. doesn't feel right for whatever reason. So I understand what you're saying, but, Look, I, Lord knows what the reason is that he's there, but he's there. So what can we do to make it better? How can we, you know, at least make Alabama stumble tonight, right? You know, let, let's start there. Let's see what we can do to, to make it happen and put play everybody. You know, Mike said something important. That, what do you have to lose? You don't have anything to lose. Throw everybody in the game. You know, just play everybody. It doesn't matter. See who's going to get a hot hand. See who's going to make some plays and see where if we can – you know, uh, uh, take down the mighty Crimson Tide tonight. Herb, do the players look at all um, 
interested in playing for this guy? That's a great question. Um, maybe they're maybe they're not interested in playing for him, but I think they're interested in playing for the purple and gold, and I think they're interested in playing for the pride of the the, the coaches that that actually are with them one on one per you know each each day. And I think they want to play for the names that's on the back of their, their jerseys as well. Um, so I mean, you can see it. They, they were playing hard against Ole Miss. It's just we were out coached, we were out man, you know, out, not out man, but out uh, out played. And it was just, I mean, it just were a better team uh, last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, and you know, tonight you're going to run up against a team that's probably three times better than Ole Miss was. So, you know, you know, I, you know, I do see the guys playing with pride. I do see that. I, I haven't seen any of them really quit besides the guys that are no longer out there playing, right? They physically out there. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. All right, we'll step away and come back. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. We welcome in now Jimmy Smith of TigerDetails.com. He's the publisher there here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jimmy, how are you, man? Doing well. Another beautiful day, man. Feels kind of feels like a spring day, really. And uh, just taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go with some hard hitting stuff right away. Herb and I were just talking about um, this weather, and it's so nice. It's a, kind of a sit by the fire, watch the game, and 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 uh, roast some marshmallows with some s'mores. Are you down for that? You like some s'mores? Because because uh, Herb was hating on the s'mores. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not really a sweets guy at all. So s'mores are are really over the top for me. Uh, definitely not a s'mores guy. I'll do. Uh, of course, I enjoy my my son roasting marshmallows and things of that nature, and I'll eat the hot dogs. But uh, yeah, well, you won't catch me with the s'mores. And you and Herb don't know what y'all are missing, man. It's <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in both of y'all. <laughs> man, look, I don't eat well, but one thing I don't. One thing I'm I don't do a lot of is eat eat uh, snacks. So so. Well, yeah, you're a lot thinner than I too, and so is Herb. So that would probably stand a reason as to why maybe I should n- not eat uh, s'mores. But nonetheless, um, we were talking about Jimmy. I mean, that's what we're re- reduced to, though. I mean, we're talking about weather and <laughs> s'mores. And, and Dude, LSU is a twenty. 20- 28-and-a-half-point underdog to Alabama. Last week, we didn't even we, – we, we spent 12 minutes on air, and we didn't even talk about the game. You know, we actually just talked about the old Ed Orgeron situation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're re- reduced to these days with LSU football. I mean, if LSU can even make this competitive going into the second half, I think that's a win. I mean, this team is shredded. Uh, they haven't played well. They haven't made great adjustments all year. The game plans have been questionable. Play calling's been questionable on both sides of the ball. And you've got an Alabama team outside of that hiccup against Texas A&M, and I do think it's a hiccup. I do think they're a better team than A&M. Um, that's basically rolled everyone out. So uh, 28 points seems fair to me. I would have a hard time putting money on LSU in this game, even with that spread, and uh, as, as outrageous as that sounds. I wouldn't put money on – I wouldn't touch this, this spread on either side of it because it, it's very easy, and I was explaining this uh, to Herb, and he he kind of understood it and, and, and agreed. And if you're Alabama, you got money, so you're picking Alabama to cover because, look, there are some Alabama fans that will be like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take that. And they'll get beat. Alabama losing or winning by 30, 
in the fourth quarter and LSU score, scores a garbage time touchdown. And then, and then the gump tears start rolling off of faces because they lost, they lost money. <laughs> yeah. It, it is kind of one of those, one of those bets. And that's kind of how I, I see it playing out. I don't think it's going to be a 40 point type game and, and 28 points is a lot of games. That's four touchdowns. That's a lot of points, you know? And then when you consider garbage time, there's a very reasonable chance uh, Alabama could be up 30 points entering the fourth quarter, allowing for some of those garbage time touchdowns against the second and third stringer. So, uh, yeah, this is a trap bet for sure. One I wouldn't touch. Let's get to the matchup. So if you're LSU, what are you focusing on? Where can you have success against this Alabama team? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, I, I think these are one of those games where if LSU comes in and really anticipates what Alabama could do, they could find some openings. For example, if they if they guess right and think Alabama is going to come blitz heavy in the first to start the game and, and through the first half and have some design blitz beaters and call those at the right time, I think these this is going to be for the coaches. If LSU wants to stay in this game, these coaches are going to have to be on their A game. The game plan has to really – uh, hit they and they have to be able to execute and and they've had trouble preparing because of how thin they are at certain position groups. So I I just don't know even with the bye week how ready this team is to execute at that level to compete with a team like Alabama. Um, but I really think uh, this is going to have to be some dynamic play calling on the offensive side of the ball. That's a, a pretty good Alabama defense, not great but good enough to give a an inconsistent offense like LSU a lot of a lot of trouble. They can create some pass rush. Uh, they have playmakers on the back end. So, um, you know, I think they're going to have some dynamic play calling, and, and they're really going to have to be able to stop the run with seven. I mean, you don't have any extra help on that back end. You're very thin. You have a lot of backups in that secondary right now. You can't afford to have to bring guys down in the running game. So defensively, they're going to have to be able to stop that run with the front seven that's thin, um, That that's had difficulties maintaining gap integrity and, and, and handling themselves and run support uh, consistently throughout the year. So uh, it's going to be a tough task for this team. And, and again, I think it's going to have to ultimately come down to an excellent game plan that the team can execute. Jimmy Smith, the publisher of TigerDetails.com here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. And we're breaking down LSU and Alabama this afternoon, actually this evening, Brian Denny Stadium at 6 o'clock. You'll hear it right here on the home of the Fighting Tigers. WWL. I'm going to ask you, Jimmy, the same question I asked Herb. Does this team, do these players look like they have lost interest in playing for Coach O? I think at this point they're playing for each other, the university and themselves. Um, I think, you know, it's it's no longer about playing for Coach O. I think that ship has sailed for them. Uh, this, this program's back's against the wall. This is bigger than Coach O. And I think that's been the message that's kind of come through that locker room since that player's only meeting a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I do think this team has fight. These players have pride. Um, there, a lot of these kids that came here, they came here for those numbers on the helmet. I mean, those letters on the helmet, for the logo. Um, they didn't come here for Coach Orgeron. Uh, I hate to say it that way. That's not often the case, though. I mean, kids don't really sign because of a head coach. There's a lot of other things that go into it. So, um, I do think this team's going to have some fight and some resiliency, but at the same time, I think this is a much better and deeper Alabama team that's more prepared. Uh, how long will that fight show, and how long can they hold uh, before this game gets ugly? And that's kind of how I'm thinking things will play out today. It'll be how long can they fight 
and stay in this game. Josh, that is a statement. I mean, how long can they fight? That's what we're, we're, we're talking about. How long can they hang with Alabama? Opposed to just two years ago, they went into Bryant-Denny Stadium in front of Alabama Crimson Tide fans and beat them, and beat them pretty decisively. I know it got closer later, but, man, they, they beat them pretty good, and now it's a matter of can they, how long can they compete with them. Think about that, Jimmy. That's a terrible, terrible uh, state of, of LSU football right now. It, it really is. And, you know, I, I'd love to be able to sit here and say, well, there's always next year, but you go into next year wondering how can they close this large of a gap against some of these SEC teams. So um, this program definitely took a step back this year, really last year, continued into this year. And uh, it's going to be tough for whoever comes in to replace Orgeron to get this roster um, ready in some key positions like offensive line and add some key depth and linebackers and things of that nature to be able to compete again next year. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, you know, I guess a heck of a roller coaster ride right here. One that definitely has a, uh, a measurement stick, you know, five foot six and above to get on the ride. This has been one of those type of roller coasters. Yeah, Herb, you're cool. You fit over that five, six brother. Don't worry. You can get on that <laughs> roller coaster with me, but, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's been one crazy season and it's amazing that we've gone down this far, this fast. Earlier this week, Jimmy, I haven't got a chance to talk to you about this, but earlier this week, Miles Brennan transferred or entered the transfer portal, I should say. Uh, we can talk about where he might go in a minute, but this is a young man that bleeds purple and gold. And that, I know it was a tough decision for him. I know it, he agonized over this decision. But after some injuries, freak injuries at that, I think he did the right thing. He's got to do what's best for, for him right now. Yeah, and ultimately, look, he's in the portal. He's a free agent, and there's nothing holding him back to coming back to LSU if that ends up being the opportunity that he wants to seek, right? So I think for him, this was the right move. I mean, he's done all he can for this university. He's been patient, thought he was going to be starting. Uh, and then you get a transfer by the name of Joe Burrow, uh, and, and then, you know, steps in last year, come, starts playing well, and then, bam, hit, hit with an injury, and, and freshmen take over from there, and then Max Johnson comes in. It was probably – it seemed like he was going to win the starting job coming into the season anyway. Uh, and he decided to fight through and not enter the transfer portal then and, and stick with – and then here we are. So I think it was the right move for him. He's a free agent. He'll have some opportunities, and one of those opportunities could be to come back to Baton Rouge, um, depending on how this situation over here pans out. I want to go back on something you just said. You felt like Max Johnson was probably going to win the starting job. And do you think that was because he was more talented or Coach O maybe didn't want to lose Max Johnson to a transfer if he installed Miles Brennan as the starter? I think it was because Coach O got a little involved and and started leaning towards Max Johnson because he didn't want Max Johnson to uh, transfer. And I think it's a sticky situation, to be honest with you. Yeah, I do think some of that certainly played a role. I think there were other dynamics other than just on-field performance. Um, I, I think there was a desire from Orgeron to really have some of this RPO action in their running game and have the potential of a quarterback being a threat with his legs. Didn't really see that pan out with Max Johnson this year anyway. Um, so I, I do think there were other things at play other than just perhaps strictly the performance on the field. Um you know, and, and it seemed like they were going back and forth 
uh, all the way through until Miles Brennan's injury on what they were going to do. Um, it seemed like every week you were getting different answers. So, um, But ultimately, yeah, I do think some of those dynamics could have played a role in that decision. Jimmy, finally, um, where do you think he ends up? Some of Miles Brennan. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I imagine most of the in-state schools are going to um, – you know, give him a shot. I think UL and Billy Napier with Levi Lewis likely uh, on his last year at, at UL. I think um, that's an opportunity that could open up for him. I would think La Tech could be appealing, Tulane could be appealing, and then you have a lot of out-of-state schools, Southern Miss back in his own backyard. And, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some interest throughout the SEC. Um, I would imagine some doors will open up as things uh, wrap up here in the regular season and teams start to really look at their roster moving forward. So I think he'll definitely have some opportunities. And ultimately, I think it's going to be about schematic fit and his ability to go in as the unquestioned starter in whatever program he chooses. uh, Jimmy, I know for sure that a handful of teams in the SEC have reached out to him inquiring about him. So the, the, the recruiting process, has begun. I think that the school you, you cannot rule out, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Matt mm-hmm. Corral's going to the NFL. He can go up there and put up some gaudy numbers up there. He's trying to be the Joe, uh, the, the Joe Burrow in 2022 of 2019. Have one year where you just light it up in a big-time conference, and it improves your draft stock. I mean, we all remember – Joe Burrow was probably a fifth or sixth round projected pick in the NFL had he not had the season and LSU not had the season that they had. He vaulted all the way up to number one. Yeah, and I think that's a really good call there. And and Lane Kiffin's one of those coaches that's rather dynamic in his offensive approach. I mean, he can work with a a pocket passer and a guy that can really – light you up throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game, or he can uh, beat you with guys that can really u- utilize their legs and, and, and be a dual threat type uh, quarterback. So I think he's definitely proven as a coach that he's capable of that. Uh, the depth chart opens up with Corral expected to be a first round pick uh, after this season. So uh, that could certainly be a good opportunity for miles to go in with a dyna- dynamic coach, dynamic play caller uh, with a good bit of talent around him and be able to compete at the SEC level. I think Lane Kiffin understands offenses on the level of Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Mike Shanahan, and he's he's that kind of gifted offensively. I just I, you can push back if you, if you disagree, but I think he's got that gifted of an offensive mind. I, I I wouldn't disagree with you at all. I do think he is on that level. Um, when you just look at his ability to to adapt. Um, with his, his players and his personnel and, and from year to year. I mean, we saw it at Alabama, and, and we've seen it now at, at Ole Miss and, and even FAU taking a transfer quarterback over there. Um, you know, he just shows to be able to adapt to what he has and find a, a schematic attack that really works for his personnel. And he does a great job creating matchups, um, you know, changing tempo. Uh, so he's a great play caller. Um, when you see the in-game adjustments and some of the things he throws out after seeing how defenses play certain formations and things of that nature, I've picked up on a lot of that over the years with Kiffin, and it's pretty high-level stuff. Um, so I definitely think he's certainly upper echelon in, in the entire game of football as an offensive mind and could probably find success in the NFL uh, if he was ever given a shot moving forward. Yeah, I, I think he's headed there, but I also think – he's a viable candidate at LSU. Would you agree with that? 
I would think so on the field. Um, I, I do think there's some concerns. Um, you know, LSU's coming off of some, some PR nightmares uh, with the, with less miles and to a lesser degree at Orgeron to some extent. But, um, you know, I, I, I just so think Those are just could... rumors, though, Jimmy. Those are just rumors, right? None of that has been substantiated. It's speculation, to my knowledge. Yeah, but when you've got this level of speculation, right, and these type of rumors and allegations and different things that have circulated, I mean, there's a lot here. Right. And, and so uh, LSU would probably like to escape that, get the coach that has the clean resume, the clean record um, that they isn't at risk of, of saying the wrong things in interviews or acting out in their personal life in ways that could that could disrupt things uh, back in those football offices. So I think at the end of the day, that's probably going to really hamper Lane Kiffin's ability to get this job. Um, but I, I do think uh, LSU is definitely intrigued by what he presents as a coach. We'll see right now if you had to peg a leader in the clubhouse. Is it Mel Tucker or Luke Fickle? Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Jimbo or Mel Tucker. It's Jimbo's job until he says no. And I don't know if he's really going to be able to tell Scott Woodward no. And as quiet as things have been, uh, the minimal leaks coming from the LSU office, which is Rather rare, of course, you have some new people in those offices, but uh, this is unlike anything I've witnessed covering LSU. Um, you know, a lot of little things, a lot of tea leaves would, would make me think Jimbo's in play here, and after that, I think it's Mel Tucker, and uh, I, I think Mel Tucker would have a hard time saying no to this job, and, and LSU would have a hard time passing on him. So uh, once you get beyond that, I think Fickle is definitely a possibility. Um, there's been some talks behind the scenes that he might not be overly interested coming down south into the SEC, which I find interesting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that could play out. But uh, I think there's definitely some leaders in the clubhouse, and I would stick with the names we've mentioned as being the guys that are really going to target here down the stretch. Jimmy, what's on TigerDetails.com right now, man? A lot of that kind of stuff right there, right? Talking about this coaching search <laughs> up to date info. Um, speculating we've been doing a great series uh, and we're rolling out making the case and we've been making the case for all these coaches about to roll out Jimbo's making the case Monday have all your game coverage about to start our live thread a couple hours before the game uh, so yeah always some action on TigerDetails.com Jimmy get out of here with your s'mores hating self alright man have a good day enjoy yeah. the game yeah I'm going to go out here I'm going to go out here and eat fit and make some homemade juice and things of that nature enjoy your s'mores Christian <laughs> Shame me, shame me some more. Just shame me some more out there as you're on your way out the door. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Jimmy Smith of TigerDetails.com. Great stuff as always, Jimmy. Thanks, man. Take care, guys. All right. We'll step away and come back and resume the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app, the home of the Fighting Tigers. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. LSU and Alabama, number two Alabama, hosting the Tigers in Bryant-Denny Stadium at 6 o'clock. You'll hear it with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, when it goes down in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Again, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb? What are your former teammates saying about this this program and where it currently sits? Are they how bothered are they? Very bothered, very bothered, man. I mean, it's it's, it's um, not happy. Let's say that 
Um, and you know, it and they haven't been happy for you know the the last year and a half. You know, um, and and it's only solely because of just we, we know they're better than what we see, right? And it, and it's almost like since the championship, you know, and a lot of people goes to this, you know, the ego from the head guy has just really been something to to see a sight to see and um and maybe that is the detriment to to where he is now meaning coach o and um but i mean the guys we talk about it all the time we talk about um recruiting how they recruit who they're recruiting um we talk about you know the impact that that that's happen, having um on on the program itself whether or not these guys that they're bringing in are the right guys the right fit the people that's going to elevate not only uh, the the team but but the the perception of LSU right um you know the in the perception of LSU is that they can get pretty much anybody that they want to uh come to LSU but are they going to get the right people to come there to make sure that they're going to win championships and not just have guys that's going to go to the league in 3 years right and and do well in the league and we always do that we're always going to produce that that's not going to not be a thing so but at the end of the day, the guys are really more um, – and, and that's a coaching decision, right? That's a head recruiting guy decision, um, head coach decision of who they want to bring in. Um, and like the discussion that you guys were having about whether or not Max should start or Brennan should have started and that kind of stuff, I mean, we talk about that all the time. You know, we all know that we, in our mind we thought that Brennan was definitely the better quarterback when it comes to experience and understanding, you know, how to be a leader. He, I mean, he sat behind Joe Burrow. That's an experience that you cannot, I mean, there's no way to get to, to, to duplicate that experience of that team, you know, sitting on the bench, being a part of that and watching that 2019 Tiger team and then trying to duplicate that or replicate that. The only people that could do that is people that were there, right? So, and he was there and we thought that he should have been the starter going into this season, and not max and and then one of those things is as a former player you don't you don't necessarily lose your job to because you had an injury you know it, it, you know it's it's you know if you don't come back you don't come back but if you get a chance to come back you should have an opportunity to win that job back like fair and square um but you know i mean we think that you know we you know in the the, the next step on that is uh, to that is that we do think that we have the right people in place to make the right decisions, starting with Scott, and 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 we think that he's going to make a big splash, and then we're going to get back to where we were, and we're going to maintain that, and we have that belief, and we have that understanding that we, that's what's going to happen next for LSU football. It's amazing to look at Nick Saban's accomplishments. Herb, um, and obviously he's the best coach in college football history ahead of Bear Bryant. I didn't realize this. Nick Saban is 151 and 20 in home games at Alabama. How much? I'm sorry. During, during his collegiate head coaching career, he's 151 and 20. 151 and 20. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's just, I mean, that's just having your team prepared, you know? That's just making sure whoever you're coaching is, is is they understand the game plan, they understand their opponent, they understand how to play the game, they understand the rules of the game. I mean, all it, it comes down to everything is just it comes down to the maturation of that 
you know, of the coach developing the players and also developing the coaching staff as well and making sure they all can get their points across and to be able to teach in the manner that they should so that they they can be successful on the field. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just, it's just crazy. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick breaking down LSU and Alabama. And what a bloodbath we're expecting it to be. Herb doesn't expect it to be as bad. Uh, I, I expect it to be out of hand. Out of hand by the halftime, to be honest with you, Herb. I don't think what's this is. This is not be. a super Alabama team. It's not their greatest team they've had in decades, right? And this is definitely not our greatest team. But I'm just saying, there's a possibility that Alabama could be taken down today. I don't care where it's at. Brian Dennis Stadium, Denny Bryant Stadium. We're coming, baby. It's, it's the Tigers are coming. That's all I need to know, Herb. I applaud you for your eternal optimism around this debacle of a football program. Come on over here on this side, Christian K. Dog. Come on, do it, baby. I promise you, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We might not do great tonight, but as long as we play with a lot of enthusiasm and fly around the ball, like I said, and just play with heart. And Jimmy, like Jimmy said, and I said it also, those guys are playing for the purple and gold. They're playing for. LSU, they're playing for the name that's on the back of their jerseys. They're not they don't they don't care who's on the sideline. These you know, these guys I, I think they got enough pride in them to go out there and just, you know, stand up tall to a very tough task that's in front of them. You are way more optimistic than I am, my friend. I'm just being honest with you. I, I think that this is gonna be a beat down of epic proportions. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I wanna be wrong. Uh, but I just don't see the optimism that you are, are are putting out there, and I, I applaud you. I I really do, Herb, because well, you've been you've always been an optimistic dude, um, and had to talk me off the ledge a few times. Uh, but man, I, I'm not coming in off this ledge against this team. I can tell you that right now. This is I, I I hear what you're saying about it's not Alabama's best team they've ever had, but it's way better than this LSU football team is currently. And in particular, <laughs> you, you pile on the injuries that LSU has suffered. Yes. I, I just think that you know I just think that they they don't even have a puncher's chance. Tonight, unfortunately, I understand. Well, hey, every- talk text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. He's Herb. I'm Christian. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.